Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? One for the money, two for the show. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, man. I have so much stuff. The weekend. I didn't even know where to start. I was just telling my wife. How do we How do we just... There's so many lies. There's so many lies. It's just... We are living through a cesspool of Democrat lies. They just can't tell the truth. Get your story straight. Mm. Folks... This episode is going to be a series of debunkings of nonsensical Democrat talking points that have come out to to distract you from the devastating memo. What is it? Is this a national security threat, the memo, or is it a nothing burger? You understand they've told two completely different stories. Oh, this is frustrating. Or frustrating, excuse me. My daughter says fuss, fuss, frustrating. <sighs> I got a lot to get to. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at WaxRx. Hey, when yours aren't clean, they can get really uncomfortable. They itch. They're painful, and they get plugged up, making it harder to hear. It was a big problem when I was in the Secret Service with those earpieces we used to have in all the time. Many people use cotton swabs, candling, or drugstore remedies to clean their ears. <laughs> but they don't really do the job. They can even be dangerous, which is true. Even the cotton <laughs> swab box says not to do that. Now you can you can need the inside of your ear, that is. Now you can get a real solution for stubborn earwax, the Wax RX ear wash system. It's doctor developed and it works safely when other products fail. Stuff is great. My wife used it yesterday. The Wax RX system is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. But save yourself the drive. You can do it at home. Wax RX comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. The doctor developed Wax RX system uses special Wax softening drops to break down your wax inside the ear. It has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush wax away. Finally, the pH conditioned formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. My wife totally digs this thing. I might have to get some more boxes from her. Visit GoWaxRx.com today to order your reusable earwash system today. Here's your offer code, folks. We always like offer codes. Always like get a little money off, right? Your offer code is Dan, D-A-N, and have it shipped right to your front door for free. Free shipping. Visit GoWaxRx.com. That's GoWaxRx.com. All right, cool. So the Democrats are now in a full-blown panic. The memo was devastating. And by the way, folks, listen, I've I've been in some, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, Joe even noticed it. Joe Joe likes Twitter, but he's not like a Twitterati like me. Um, So Joe was following me on Twitter, and the the long and short of it is there were even Republicans who were playing down the impact of the memo. Ladies and gentlemen, keep the 30,000-foot view of what happened clear here. The Obama team spied on the Trump team, Okay. The Obama team spied on the Trump team using information paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Don't just don't forget that. Right. The memo put in there that the this number two at the FBI clearly told in in by the way in transcribed taped interviews the number two at the FBI said that these warrants to spy on the Trump team would not have existed without the information provided for by the Hillary campaign. I mean that. 
How is that not mind-blowing information? Am I missing something? Oh, I understand what he said. And you got Republicans like I get into this big fight and, and it reminded me of, of something that I've seen. And this is why I'm glad, by the way, I don't live in the D.C. bubble. I'm not going to say who. It doesn't really matter, folks. I'm not going to go after people like they seem to conveniently go after me. But they live in this D.C. bubble or this think tank bubble or wherever they live. They, they get pats on the back with their friends and they go out to eat with their friends and dinner with their elitist think tank friends. Mm-hmm. And they all share the same talking points and they all want to be accepted. I don't care. I'm not interested. I live in Palm City, Florida. I don't want to have dinner with you. I don't want to be accepted by you. I don't. I genuinely don't care. I'm just here to tell you the truth. And I'm telling you this was devastating. Let's get back to the fake narratives for a minute because this is important. Narrative number one, Joe. We were told before the release that this was a huge national security threat. Sources and methods would be revealed. This was going to be devastating. No one was going to talk to the FBI anymore. Can you please cite to me a source or a method in that four-page memo? There's none. You're just making that up. Now, Joe, keep in mind, the very same Democrats, these lying frauds who Mm -hmm. said it was a major national security threat, are now out in the media saying, oh, nothing to see here. This is a big nothing burger. You have uh, you have that cut, Joe? Things that's, a big nothing that's an old one, too. That was Van Jones. Yeah, I think he was talking to someone from, uh, you know, from from uh, Project Veritas or something like yeah. that. But that the nothing burger Russia line, it's always been a folks. The point is, Van Jones was right back then. This is way before the release of the yeah. memo. It's always been a nothing burger. So what is it? Now, this is going to the reason I bring that up. And that's a good clip. The reason I bring up line number one and play that cut. Is because it Joe doesn't even know what I'm doing here. I don't. Really, we didn't coordinate this. But no, seriously, this works out very well. It's going to tie into my point number two, where the Democrats are, are, are pitching now two separate sets of narratives. Narrative, con- conflicting set of narratives, number one, Joe. And if you lose, if I lose, you follow me here. Right. You got you to stop me, okay? Cool. Conflicting set of narratives, number one. Before the memo release, we were told this was a catastrophic breach of national security. Mm-hmm. We're now being told by some of the same Democrats that this is a dud. Matter of fact, it was trending on Twitter like the dud memo with all the Democrat focus groups, and there's nothing to see here. Joe, is it obvious to you and the listeners that two those two narratives can't clearly be true at the same time? Uh, what the hell is it? It's an either right. It's either a catastrophic breach of national security, or it's an absolute nothing burger, like Van Jones said a long time ago, and there's nothing to see. What is it? Second, the reason I bring that up and we played that cut is it's fascinating. Van Jones is right. Van Jones and Peter Stroke, the FBI agent who uh, who had questions about joining the special counsel Mueller investigation, because in his text, he indicates that there's no quote there, there. There's no Russian collusion to see or talk about. This is another conflicting set of narratives now. Now the Democrats are back to, oh, well, you know, the warrants were legitimate because we were looking at this guy, Carter Page, and Carter Page is the boogeyman. Therefore, you know what? The FISA warrant process was legit. <laughs> well, how is that? Because the FISA warrant you got on Carter Page was after he left the Trump campaign. Folks, let me give you the dates on the Carter Page FISA warrant. The warrant was approved in October of 16. Carter Page was dismissed from the Trump campaign in September of 16. And the warrants they attempted to get against the Trump campaign, Page and others, 
were denied before October. That warrant was reauthorized, the FISA warrant, January, April, and July of 17. So understand what the Democrats are I know it's a little complicated. Mm, you're good. Okay. You're good. The Democrats like Van Jones, and that's a great cut, show. Thank you. I caught on uh, kind of an undercover video there. Already knew, so did the FBI, as Stroke indicates, that there was never Russian collusion. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. They already knew this. There was never Russian collusion. It didn't exist. The FBI knew it. Democrat political operatives knew it. There was never any Russian collusion. Now the problem they're having is that someone went into court with a fake dossier full of fake information and swore to its authenticity. Now, what is why is this important? Please follow me. This is so critical. The Democrats now know they're in trouble because who provided the dossier? Hillary Clinton's team and the Democrat National Committee. So now they can't have political information in a FISA court that's not true being used to spy. Oh, my gosh. Now you're wait. Let me get this straight. (laughs) The police state was unleashed on Donald Trump due to fake political information Hillary provided to a U.S. government FISA court. Joe, do you see why they have to change the dossier narrative? Oh, hell yeah. So what's the new narrative, folks? Please follow. Please, this is critical. The new narrative is going to have to be, oh, it wasn't about Trump and the dossier. The entire time it was about Carter Page. He was the boogeyman. But wait, those narratives can't be true at the same time. What is it? Were you monitoring the Trump team and spying on the Trump team because they were colluding with Russia while the FBI and Democrat political operatives simultaneously knew that there was no such thing? It was made up. Or were you not monitoring the Trump campaign because they were colluding with Russia and Carter Page was the boogeyman the entire time? Folks, please, do you get this? Please email me if I'm not making sense here because this is a critical episode. You absolutely must understand. Those two things, ladies and gentlemen, can't be true at the same time. Right, right. Either you were monitoring the Trump team and spying on the Trump team because they were colluding with the Russians to overthrow an election. Or you were monitoring Carter Page. Because both of those things can't be true because when you were monitoring Carter Page, he wasn't with the Trump team anymore. He was gone. So now... The flipping of the narrative, tying back to how I'm, t- I'm talking now about two things. Mm-hmm. There, are, Number one, I'm t- under the umbrella of Democrats are lying to themselves and to the public because they can't settle on what the narrative is going to be, Joseph. Right. Narrative number one, the memo is destructive to national security. You cannot be released. The American public can't see this. The sources and methods, it's devastating the security. That's what they said before the release. After the release. Oh, no, there's nothing to see here, folks. Big dud. Don't worry about it. Ah, Joe. Ah. Ah. Don't you worry about it, fellas. No biggie. Forget about it. Forget about it. Nothing to see here. Okay, both of those things can't be true. Secondly, now that the Democrats understand that the dossier, information provided by Hillary's campaign, 
made it in front of a foreign intelligence surveillance court judge, a judge there to exercise his judicial restraint on warrants used to prosecute enemies of the state and terrorists. Someone walked into that court. I'm almost there. I'm sure I know who this is. Walked into that court from the FBI and sweared that the information they were presenting to that court to spy on Carter Page was true. (laughs) The Democrats cannot have that information be the Hillary Clinton uh, paid for dossier. They can't. So now their entire Russian collusion narrative which was exclusively and wholeheartedly based on the dossier. That was the premise for the entire Trump colluded. Look what's in the dossier. They can't have that out there. They are opening themselves up to massive liability here. And I'm going to explain in a minute how I think the dossier. Folks, today's show is going to blow your mind. I got more. I haven't told Joe any of this. No. They can't have that narrative anymore because the information's fake. So now they're switching the script saying, no, 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 no. We weren't monitoring the Trump team. We were monitoring Carter Page. Wait, I thought you were monitoring the Trump team. Folks, if you're confused, you should be. None of this makes sense. I thought this was all about monitoring the Trump team because they were colluding with the Russians. Now they're saying, no, no, we weren't doing that. We were watching Carter Page. Okay, you were watching Carter Page? Why is Carter Page still a free man? If Carter Page was the boogeyman and Carter Page was the central figure in what you told us was a massive conspiracy to work with the Russians to overthrow an election, why was the FISA warrant on Carter Page, why was it rejected when he was actually an advisor on the Trump campaign? Why was it only approved after he left folks I, I don't i don't understand here to the democrats listening please explain to me how these two narratives can be true at the same time this was about the russians colluding to win an election with trump okay well don't you think if that was the case the fisa warrant presented in front of the judge during the campaign when trump was allegedly colluding with the russians to win would have been approved yeah they may yeah. say oh well you know what maybe they were missing a few things folks out of the thousands of fisa warrants submitted over the course of the fisa court 99 percent of them have approved are approved do you realize how crap and uh, i mean how crappy and flimsy the, the evidence presented to the FISA court had to be for them to deny this thing. Now, you may say to yourself, OK, well, what changed then? This is where we drop the sledgehammer. Well, what changed if they tried to get a warrant to spy on Page while he was working with the Trump team and none of that worked out? And they were denied despite almost nobody getting denied at the FISA court, meaning your evidence was horrendous. Then what changed? Why was the FISA warrant approved after Carter Page left the Trump team? What changed was the dossier. Hmm. The dossier, the fake dossier was presented in the FISA court as the linchpin piece of evidence that was going to sink this. We are going to get Carter Page now. Now. 
There are Carter. I, I, Joe, we called it on Friday's show. Mm-hmm. I said to you, the Democrats are going to seamlessly shift like they always do because they are lying dogs. Yeah. Not the voters, not American people who vote Democrat. That's not, I'm not talking about you. God bless you. A lot of you are patriots who we just disagree with politically. The Democrats on the Hill are dogs. They will seamlessly shift. They shifted from Russian collusion to obstruction of justice, from the memos of national security threat to it's a nothing burger, to Trump colluded with the Russians and we were spying on him. We were never spying on Trump. This was all about Carter Page. Because if they admit they were spying on Trump based on false information, they were all going to go down. So they need a boogeyman. And Carter Page is now the boogeyman, as we predicted on Friday. Mm -hmm. I'm not patting ourselves on the back. I just want you, if you missed it, to listen to Friday's show. I said to you over the weekend, Carter Page will become the new boogeyman. We weren't spying on Trump. It was all about Carter Page. Okay. I have some questions for you then. Here's the Democrat response. You're going to hear this from your liberal friends because they all have the same stupid talking points. They're going to say, Carter Page has been under investigation. Remember, this is the Carter Page is the boogeyman now because they can't now say they were spying on the Trump team because they were spying on the Trump team because of the dossier, which was fake. So they can't say that. So now they have to say, oh, no, no, we were spying on Carter Page. He's the boogeyman. I'm sorry to repeat myself, but you must follow this. They're going to say, well, he was under investigation, Page, since 2013. There was uh, was a case on him with the FBI. He was a cooperator. I don't know Carter Page. I'm not vouching for this man's character. I've never met this guy in my life. I'm just telling you the facts. You need the case? Look it up. 2013, U.S. versus Baryakov. Carter Page is cooperating with the FBI to nail Russian spies. Oh, so let me get this straight, knuckleheads. This guy's the boogeyman responsible for the largest, most significant, most consequential, most impactful counterintelligence investigation against a presidential candidate in U.S. history, the Trump team. This guy's a big time Russian spy. He's going to crush the entire United States election at the hands of the Russians. He's been investigated since 2013, but he's cooperating with the FBI in the apprehension of Russian spies that approached him. Folks, does this make any sense to you? The entire narrative that the FBI was investigating this guy is based on him cooperating in a case to nail Russian spies. Now, please go to the show notes today. Please, please, please. Bongino.com. Go to News Picks. I will put these articles in the News Picks today. I will email them to you if you subscribe to my email list. There is an article by Andy McCarthy, who, again, I can't give enough shout-outs to, is Mm. doing yeoman's work on this, about this specific thing. Now, it's about the Democrat rebuttal, which I'm going to get to in a second. I got a lot of stuff, folks. Just bear with me. It's about the Democrat rebuttal to the memo, but Mm. he clearly addresses the case of Carter Page's cooperation with the FBI. Let me be crystal clear. He's not vouching for Carter Page. Andy McCarthy does not. He's he is about as sober a writer on this and dispassionate as you're ever going to see. Yeah. He simply includes the facts I'm telling you now. You can look at the case yourself. Carter Page was cooperating with the FBI to take out Russian spies. You think the Russians are then going to go back to the same guy to use him to infiltrate a U.S. election? Are you an imbecile? <laughs> are, 
Are, Joe, does this make sense? <laughs> so this guy cooperates with the Bureau to nail a few Russian spies, and then the Russians come back to him to overthrow the U.S. election. By the way, the same Russians caught on a wiretap calling Page, what, Joe? An idiot. An idiot, yeah. You think I'm making any of this up? Read the Andy. You must plead. I can't tell you what to do, but I'm begging you to read the Andy McCarthy piece. It is worth 10 minutes of your time. They called him an idiot. This. So, Joe, just to rewind the tape here. Yes, sir. Carter Page now is the boogeyman because the no, now the Democrats are insisting that. You know what? No, hold on a sec, because I, I, I man, I got, I'm like stuttering now because I've got so much stuff to get to. I'm really freaking out that I'm not going to give you everything because I know you think I'm making this up. Here it is. Just in case you 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 don't believe me that the Democrats are now going to try to change the narrative away from the dossier again for the third or fourth time. It's important. Why? The Democrats are going to try to change the narrative away from the Trump team was spied on. Because the Trump team was spied on due to the dossier they produced. They can't have that out there. They cannot have it out there that fake, nonsensical, political information made it to a U.S. court and the FBI swore on it. Or they will swore to the information or they will own the police state forever. Joe, please tell me this is making sense. Perfect sense, Dan. Right with you. I'm they, sure the listeners are. Yeah. I, I, and forgive me, I'm not talking down to the audience at all. No. It's just critical you understand these pieces of information. Right. Because the lies don't make sense if, unless you understand motive. They can't have the truth out there. And the truth is the Trump team was spied on. If that's out there, people are going to ask, well, how? Oh, due to a dossier. Well, how do we know that? Well, the number two at the FBI, Andy McCabe, in sworn transcribed testimony, said that the spying warrants would not have existed without the dossier. Right. Well, what about the dossier? Oh, the dossier's fake. Well, who provided the dossier? Oh, Hillary. So you're telling me Hillary Clinton's team provided to a United States basically counterintelligence and counterterrorism court fake information to spy on a presidential candidate? That's exactly what I'm telling you. This stinks to high heaven. You're damn right, Dr. Phil. It sure does there, Daddy-O. They can't have that out there. The narrative has to change now. You may say, well, Dan, we were told the whole time that there was Trump-Russia collusion. Yeah. Of course they were investigating the Trump team. There's no collusion. They don't have anything. They're panicking. They now need an excuse to cover up this sting operation. They were running against the Trump team the whole time. And the excuse is going to be the boogeyman Carter Page did it. Now, making my point, this is what I was pulling up. Just so you understand, the media are basically propaganda arms for the Democrat Party and will advance this narrative at all costs. Here's, this is a joke, Joe. Here's the fact checker at the Washington Post. And believe me, I'm using that term loosely. <laughs> Glenn Kessler, who seems to have real trouble with the facts. <laughs> this is from February. I'm not putting this in the show notes, folks. I'm not giving this guy one more click. If you want to click on it, knock yourself out. But this guy is a knucklehead. All right. Fact checker. February 3rd. So this just came out a little while back. Mm-hmm. What's what's today's date? The fourth. I don't even know. It just yeah, came fifth. out. The fifth. Okay. So this is right after the memo release. Headline. Washington Post fact checker. Does the GOP memo show the FBI spied on the Trump campaign? He gives it. 
How many Pinocchios? Let's scroll to the bottom here. So he does this Pinocchio scale for yeah. lying. The Pinocchio test. It's one, two, three, or four Pinocchios. He gives it four Pinocchios. Wow. So the GOP, let me get this straight. We've been told for months that Trump was colluding and it was a major investigation into Donald Trump for his collusion to overthrow a campaign in conjunction with the Russians. Now we're told by the same Washington Post that none of that's true. The FBI never spied on Trump. Uh, Let me me read another headline, Joe. Let's go back to this article again, which I never take off my show notes, okay? I never take this off my show notes file. Here's CNN politics. Jim Shuto, Pamela Brown, and Eric Bradner. April 14th, 2017. Keep in mind, keep in mind, the Washington Post, new premise. The FBI never spied on Trump. It's all about Carter Page. Look, shiny red ball. Look. He's Joe's. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching Joe. He's like looking for the red ball. That's funny. <laughs> Let me read this headline. CNN Politics. British intelligence passed Trump Associates communications with Russians on to U.S. counterparts. Wait, it gets better. First paragraph. Keep in mind, the Washington Post is telling us now, no one was spying on the Trump team, folks. Nothing to see here. All right. CNN, Joe. British and other European intelligence agencies intercepted communications between associates of Donald Trump and Russian officials and other Russian individuals during the campaign and pass those communications to their U.S. counterparts. This is great. Listen to the sources. U.S. congressional and law enforcement and U.S. and European intelligence sources tell CNN, what the hell is it? What is it? Are U.S. congressional sources, law enforcement sources, U.S. and European intelligence sources, and CNN lying? I just read to you a CNN report from back in April. Of this of, of last year, 2017, that the Trump campaign was spied on in conjunction with law enforcement. They cite law enforcement sources. Now, let's go back. Here's the Washington Post headline. Let's do this again from just this weekend. Does the GOP memo show the FBI spied on the Trump campaign? Four Pinocchios, that can't possibly be true. Folks, oh my God, I'm trying to keep my head together here. Because me, seriously, screaming and yelling is not going to do anybody any favors. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I'm just giving to you. This is what, let me, let me clear my head a second here. Don't cut this out. Joe. No, I won't. I'm just, cause Joe sometimes cuts out and I, but I'm, I'm, I'm deliberating with you on, on a, my show but that I love so much and I love my audience because I I don't know where how we proceed as a, as a free constitutional republic anymore if we cannot agree on just basic sets of facts what is it which liberal law enforcement media democrat narrative is true was the FBI spying on Trump according to C in conjunction even worse, by the way, Joe, in mm. conjunction with foreign intelligence, even worse. So they weren't even doing it themselves. Is that narrative true? Were they spying on the Trump campaign? The CNN Joe, law enforcement, congressional narrative? They didn't say the guy in the corner bodega told them. They told them Congress, law enforcement, and intel assets from the US and overseas told them that. Is that false? 
Or what is it? Is If that narrative is true, then the Washington Post new narrative this weekend that no, no one was spying on the Trump team. How, how do those two things possibly exist, Joe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is anything I'm asking unreasonable? Now, what's bothering me is we can't continue as a free republic if basic sets of facts, which can't coexist on the same time, aren't disaggregated and the authenticity isn't verified of one of them. One of those things has to be true. In other words, when it's a Republican, the media has an interest in getting to the bottom of the scandal. Joe, nobody disputed in Watergate there was an actual break-in. Right. There was a series of facts. Mm -hmm. Those facts led to the resignation of a president. And Republicans, like Larry Hogan Sr., a Republican congressman, called for an investigation and subsequent resignation of Richard Nixon. The Democrats, do you understand this is why I'm absolutely furious today at the Democrats? They are going on TV saying things that are categorically false. Right. And nobody's calling them on it. It, It's already been reported that the Trump team was spied on. So can somebody from CNN and these congressional sources they had just come out then and say, no, that wasn't true. It was Carter Page the whole time. Now, if it was Carter Page, uh, folks, it wasn't. I just let me be clear on it. The the Carter Page thing is another myth. It's being made up by the Democrats. Do you understand, again, to get you away from the dossier? Because it was the only thing used to spy on the Trump team, and they're all going to go down when they realize they all swore to it. They need another story. Right. The other story now is going to be Paige, but this is going to fall apart too. Now, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction here because Paige's narrative will fall apart shortly as well, and here's why. If Carter Page, again, was the boogeyman responsible for this enormous conspiracy that we had to get FISA courts involved, that we had to spy on a presidential campaign team, Why is he still free? Why is he still free? Now, I said something on on, uh, Fox and Friends this morning in my 6.30 hit. I do. By the way, folks, if you want to see me on Fox and Friends, I feel I should put this out there. Yeah. I do every Saturday and every Monday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern time, if you'd like to see it. I appreciate you tuning in. But I said during this morning's hit, why is Carter Page still free? Why, Why is he out there? Why is he out on cable news if he is the greatest spy since Alger Hess? Why is he out on cable news with no lawyer talking to anybody who will listen? I don't know the guy. All I'm telling you is if this guy's a spy for the Russians, so big of a spy that he caused this enormous investigation, Joe, this is the dumbest human being in human history then. You want me to believe that a guy who cooperated with the FBI, that's all on the record in taking down a Russian spy, is now the biggest Russian spy in human history who's also on cable news telling his story. Holy crikeys. How stupid. Do you realize how dumb you sound? Have you listened to what you're saying? He's on cable news with no attorney, and he's a Russian spy? Dude. Joe. Yeah. I mean... Do you realize how many IQ points you have to drop to believe your own story? Are you like a crazy person? 
Are you like a crazy person? You are. Are you nuts? Are oh, yeah. please see a psychologist, a social worker, a psychiatrist, a shaman, <laughs> anyone. You're at. You're losing your mind. Now, <sighs> sorry, just bear with me because I'm really trying to clear my thoughts here because I'm very angry today. Which is maybe an understatement. This narrative is about to fall apart too. Because it's not true. Folks, it is not true. Carter Page may be an idiot, as the Russians call them. Carter Page may be an awful business person. Carter Page may have contacts in Russia that go way back. Carter Page may have done business in Russia. Carter Page may have advised Russians. I have no idea the extent of this guy's contact. That is absolutely categorically different than saying Carter Page is an enemy of the state, spying against the United States in the largest conspiracy to overthrow an election in U.S. history. Those are categorically distinct things that the Democrats want you to be absolutely confused on. Do you understand the danger As a country, we are in, if with no evidence whatsoever of criminality, not evidence of bad, stupid decision-making, we all make dumb decisions. With no evidence of criminality whatsoever, we can now open a secret court to spy on a guy as a vehicle to get into a presidential campaign during a campaign season? Folks, I cannot tweet enough. If you believe that and you're a liberal, you are now a police stater. You own it. Embrace it and love it. It's yours. You can never escape it again. And I'm telling you, you will be horrified as this narrative falls apart in the years coming when history rewrites this story and writes you, you specifically, in the chapter of police state tyrants. You have nothing. If Carter Page is who you say he is, you and I both know Carter Page would be in a federal prison right now. Now, you may say to yourself, well, Dan, you don't know what the FBI has. You are right. I have no idea what the FBI file on Carter Page has. But I can tell you this. I'm not an imbecile either. I know the FBI has worked with this guy and I know how spying works. Unlike most of the commentators, I was actually in a federal agency that was, although we did not produce intelligence, we were voracious consumers of it, and I'm intimately familiar with how this process works. If you think for a second, this guy is a central figure in the destruction of the United States, and he's walking free, doing cable news hits right now, you are out of your mind. Now, let me say one more thing on Carter Page, and this is a warning. And to the liberals, and especially because I know you guys listen too, because I've seen your nasty tweets. And to the liberal congressmen and liberal activists going on cable news, talking about Carter Page. I am going to, I am doing, Joe, I mean this. I'm not, Mm -hmm. take the anger and emotion out of it, although it's hard. And just listen to what I'm telling you. You better shut your soup coolers and you better shut them fast. Because you going on cable news like that joker of a congressman from California, Eric Swalwell, going on cable news 
and calling people like Tucker Carlson and insinuating that him and Page are enemies of the state with no evidence whatsoever, you are opening yourself up to massive civil liability. Now, in case you and I, Joe, we do not speak from forked tongue. Nope. You remember the information we had on Hillary that we had sourced from like three separate people? Yes. Yeah. You know the story. Yeah. There was, we did not sure. touch that thing until we absolutely had an email record of exactly what happened. Right. That's against Hillary, a public figure. You go on cable news, you Democrat phonies, you... I mean, this is unbelievable. And you're calling a guy an enemy of the state with zero evidence to prove it? And your evidence is what? The FBI got a warrant against him? Yes, based on a fake dossier. Do you understand the civil liability you're taking on? This guy is going to sue your asses. I I don't get it. I, I, I've never I've never seen it. I said this morning, too, on Fox, I said, this is the Hester printing of America, Joe. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got the scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. Everyone. You're a Russian spy. You're a Russian spy. You're a Russian. The Russians are laughing at us. The Democrats are destroying the republic as we know it with the help of the Russians. And everybody's laughing at us. The Russians could not have done this any better if they'd instituted this plan themselves. The Russians created the fake dossier. The Democrats used it. The Democrats are now running from their own information they provided in the fake dossier. They're now telling everybody, you're a Russian. You're a Russian. You're a Russian. No, you're a Russian. Everybody's a Russian spy. The Russians could not have set this up better themselves if they were coordinating with the DNC. Uh, All right, let me take a note to where I am here. Mm -hmm. Um. They got folks. It's not over. I haven't even gotten to part three of this. I haven't even got to part two of part. <laughs> this is part three of part one. We haven't even gotten to part two yet. Yeah, I know. I gotta. I gotta do this. But listen, I'm gonna move on in a second to what their next narrative is gonna be okay. because the page narrative is gonna instantaneously fall apart. They've got another one lined up. Get ready. All right. Before we get to that. Uh, today's show also brought to you by buddies at Filter by Folks. It's cold out there. Even Dallas saw an 11-degree day out there. New York, 9 degrees. Minneapolis, gosh, it was like minus 5. Winter's in full swing. We're spending a lot of time indoors, and the air inside gets really dirty. Your HVAC system's probably working overtime, pumping out heat, too. I know mine in Florida even was. It got down to like 40 degrees down here. Oh, yeah, it was cold. Folks, you got to maintain your filters. I have a really bad story about this. I didn't maintain mine. It broke uh, my HVAC system, both of them at the same time. You're not only breathing unhealthy air if you don't change your air filters, but you might find yourself with no heat and th- literally thousands in repairs. For me, it was well over $10,000. It was horrible for, for each one, by the way. Now there's a better way with filterby.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. You got a small business with 100 filters? These are your guys. You got a house with three, four filters? These are your guys too. Filterby.com carries over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. Good job, Filterby. Filterby offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. That's some clean air there. So you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollutants out of the air while maximizing the efficiency of your HVAC system. That's important. Save some energy, too. Here's the deal for you. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery. So you never have to worry about air filters again. You change them once a year, just set up the auto delivery. You'll save 5% off the price. Save money. 
Save time. Breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Go check them out. It's a great company. Really great reviews on them, so we appreciate it. All right, folks. Here's the next narrative. So the first narrative, just to be clear, we're going to rewind a bit. Again, I'm not talking down to you. I'm just trying to make sure you digest all this because my wife says to me after the show, she always goes, and my wife throws compliments around like manhole covers. I love her to death. But as you know, Joe, she can be a tough customer. She's oh, yeah. AB sometimes, and she mm-hmm. knows this product matters. She says, Dan, I love it, love it, love it, love it. She says, but you have to rewind more often. The story is so confusing that if you don't rewind the tape a little bit, people get lost. So just to rewind, we started out talking about how the Democrats are now panicking and are are issuing two separate sets of statements that conflict each other. First, the memo is a national security nightmare. Second, it's a nothing burger. Those two things can't be true. The second thing, Trump colluded with the Russians and we were investigating Trump. Now, now that's falling apart because they provided the information for the investigation, Mm -hmm. which they got to cover. No, no, it was Carter Page. I told you the Carter Page uh, narrative is going to fall apart too because Carter Page is a free man. Carter Page, from what we know, there is zero evidence that Carter Page is the greatest spy in U.S. history. None. Carter Page cooperated with the FBI. Highly unlikely Russian agents would then use him to overthrow a U.S. election. They called him an idiot on tape. This doesn't make sense, folks. None of this is adding up. So as Carter Page remains free, yet the, and why will he remain free? Because there's no evidence he committed a crime we've seen. None. So as this goes on and that narrative subsequently falls apart, the Democrats are going to have to switch narratives again as to folks. Why are they switching narratives? To explain away why Obama spied on Trump. I have said this to you over and over. Why did Obama spy on Trump? The reasons change all the time. They can't stick to one narrative because the real reason, Joe, is what? For political reasons. That's why. Mm-hmm. They can't have that out there. Sorry for that circuitous route to this. The next narrative will be Papadopoulos did it. No. They'll go right back to folks. They will seamlessly do this when the Carter Page narrative collapses, which it's doing right now. It didn't take long because there's no there there, right? The next narrative will be Papadopoulos did it. It was the meeting in the London bar where Papadopoulos said the Russians had dirt on Hillary. So let me get this straight now. Again, we're just let's look at this as rational actors, not as the psychopaths on the left. So Papadopoulos in a London bar back in March meets with Alexander Downer, a friend of the Clintons who was involved in the exchange of some money between the Australian government and the Clinton Foundation. Mm -hmm. He tells Downer, conveniently meets him in a London bar, by the way, where the GCHQ, the the Brits are already sharing information according to CNN with American intel. But that's all a coincidence, okay? So let's forget about that, right? right. So Papadopoulos, who is a low-level backbencher on the Trump campaign, meets with Downer in a bar and says that the Russians have dirt on Hillary. As the story goes now, that set off the investigation into Trump. Oh, oh. Oh, now it makes sense, oh, Joe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, so now we first we were told Carter Page is the Alger Hiss of our generation, despite the fact that he's on cable news uh, almost every other day giving <laughs> interviews. Okay, and he's still free. So he was the guy. Now, when that falls apart, it's going to be, no, no, George Papadopoulos is the ah, guy. Yeah, cool. This guy definitely knew something. He was the reason we started all this. Now- 
Joe, let me ask you a simple question. You are not an FBI agent, correct? No, I'm not, Dan. Were you a state or local police officer at any time? No, I'm not, Dan. You were not. Okay, so Joe, you have no formal, at least, investigative training in law enforcement. No formal training, Dan. Now, Joe, if you were told that this is a grave crime, there is a low-level backbencher claiming the Russians have dirt on Hillary, which, by the way, the entire planet knew at the time, and he had this conversation with with an Australian diplomat, but this was so serious, this conversation, Mm -hmm. that we needed to start an investigation right away or the election was going to be overthrown due to collusion, okay? If -hmm. you were told this, Joe, let me ask you, this is not a trick, I'm not setting you up, as Joe FBI agent now, right? Yeah. Do you think it would be a good idea to interview George Papadopoulos before they overthrow the election? I think it'd be a good interview and a good time to do it is now. Let's let's anoint Joe as uh, uh, deputy director of the FBI, because clearly Joe had more sense than the people involved in the investigation, including Peter Stroke, the number two in counterintel, who says this is what started the investigation. Now you may say, well, when did they interview Papadopoulos? Yes. Oh, January of the next year. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So you have information that you start, again, the most impactful, consequential counterintelligence investigation on a presidential candidate, Donald Trump, in American history. You claim it's due to a conversation about Russian dirt. That couldn't be more vague, by the way, when the whole planet knew about Russian dirt on Hillary. And you don't even interview the guy till after the election. The Democrats are claiming he's colluding with the Russians to overthrow Papadopoulos because they started the whole thing. And, and and liberals shaking your heads right. This makes sense to you. <laughs> and by the way, Papadopoulos now, Joe, who is the, now he's the new Alger Hiss. He would. Yeah. Now, let me wait. Let me rewind it. He will be. Carter Page is today. You watch towards the end of the week. It'll all be about Papadopoulos oh. now. Maybe just me being a former federal agent. The ridiculousity of this jumps out to me. OK, how absurd this whole story is. But now they'll say, no, no, it was definitely Papadopoulos. There should be two basic questions you should ask then. Okay, why didn't they interview him then until January? Why wait till after the election they were colluding to overthrow? Mm-hmm. And secondly, oh, they'll say, well, Papadopoulos was arrested and prosecuted. For what? What was he prosecuted for? Clearly, Joe, if this is the new Alger Hiss of our generation, mm-hmm. he was definitely prosecuted for espionage, treason, right? Oh, yes, yes. Fair enough, right, Joe? Yes, yes, yes. What was he f- prosecuted for? False statements to the FBI. Fibbing. He was prosecuted for fibbing. Yeah. About contacts he had with Russian people. Why did he do that? I don't know. I don't know, Papadopoulos. Maybe he freaked out in the interview. Maybe he thought he did something wrong and didn't know and decided he'd fib to the FBI. The point is the charges have nothing to do at all with espionage or anything of the sort. Folks, is this adding up to you or are you oh. that blind that this is an endless switch of narratives to cover up the fact that Obama spied on Trump for political reasons? That is it. There is no other explanation. They will seamlessly switch narratives over and over and over again. All right. I, I have more here. So bear with me for a second. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at iTarget. Hey, thanks to everybody who picked this up, especially the firearms enthusiasts out there. Um, I know I love this system. This is probably the product I get the most emails about. I think because people have a lot of fun with it too. Yeah. Now the iTarget Pro system, it's really designed to train you how to shoot your firearm accurately, but it's really enjoyable based on the feedback. How does it work? The iTarget Pro system is a that will send you a laser bullet 
that you drop into the firearm you have now after you safely unload it. Check it. Check it twice. Check it three times. Look. Listen. Feel. Do whatever you have to do. Make sure that gun's unloaded. You put in this laser bullet into the chamber of the firearm you have now. You don't have to do any manipulations. You don't have to change the barrel. You don't have to buy any special guns. You have a 9mm like I have. They'll send you a 9mm bullet. You drop it in the weapon. When you depress the trigger, the laser bullet will emit a laser onto a target they send you. It shows up on this phone app. It is the coolest thing ever. People, uh, Thanks for the emails, by the way. I get tons of them. People show me their scores. They're like, here's Monday. You know, they shoot a group. It's not that tight. They missed the bullseye a few times. Then they show me like Friday or Saturday. Like, look at this. The system is amazing. It'll teach you how to line up your sights, how to get equal light on both sides, how to get your grip right, uh, sight alignment, sight picture. This is all important stuff. Folks, this is a really wonderful system. Remember, competitive shooters dry fire. That means not live ammo. They dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. That's it. Competitive shooters do this for a living. Why? Because trigger control, sight alignment, that stuff all matters. Those are the basic mechanics of shooting a firearm accurately. Anybody can shoot a firearm. The question is, can you hit what you're shooting at? I dry fired a lot in the Secret Service. It is absolutely great. I would put a dime on the end of the firearm so that you know if the dime fell off, I knew I was anticipating. Keeps you, helps keep you straight. Another little trick. This is a great system. The website is itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro, the letter I, itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Use promo code Dan. You'll get 10% off. You're going to love this system. Everybody I know, uh, I send the emails, by the way, that you sent to me onto them at the iTarget, uh, yeah. uh, the iTarget people because they love the feedback too. It's a great product. Go check it out, itargetpro.com. Okay. Another problem we're having here, Joe. Yes, Dan. And I'm, I'm trying to debunk for you the series of liberal nonsense that's going to come out because it is uh, voluminous coming out in the next few days. One of the problems we're having now is they are going to have to, and keep in mind, this is going on simultaneously as they switch the narrative to the Trump team was under investigation to now the Trump team is not under investigation. Mm -hmm. It was all about Carter Page. The problem is the Democrats know that narrative will fall apart and they're going to move on to now Papadopoulos did it. When the Papadopoulos narrative falls apart, they're going to have to go back to the dossier because the dossier is the story. Now, they are simultaneous. You, you see where I'm going with this, Joe? Mm-hmm. They haven't forgot about They know the dossier they Hillary Clinton produced was used to swear to warrants to spy on the Trump team. Right. That's the devastating story they're trying to avoid. They're trying to get away from it now. They won't be able to because they're lying because facts ultimately will come out on this and they'll be to be look like fools. On a parallel simultaneous track, though, they are still trying to find a way to lie to make the dossier seem more credible because they know, Joe, ultimately the fact is going to come out that the dossier was the case against Donald Trump. It was bought by Hillary Mm -hmm. and her campaign. This is important. Andy McCarthy's piece, National Review, the one I will have in the show notes. It's genius. He says this attempt to rescue the dossier that's going on at the same time. You understand why, right, folks? Because first, they're going to try to get away from it. Mm-hmm. It buys them time. They know all the narratives. Page did it, Papadopoulos. They know all of that is not true. They know it's going to collapse. They're buying time, trying to get through the midterms, trying to impeach Trump first. They're buying time. On the same parallel track, they are going to try to rescue the dossier and make it credible because when they're forced to subject the public when the public subjected to the inescapable fact that the dossier was the case to spy on trump the democrats are going to have to say oh we were fooled too and here's why (laughs) how are they doing it just making sense oh yeah 
So this simultaneous track going on kind of undercover right now Mm -hmm. is to rescue Christopher Steele as the source. Christopher Steele, the former MI6 British spy, was the source for the dossier paid for by the Clinton campaign and used to spy on Trump. Now, Andy McCarthy, as a former Department of Justice United States attorney, assistant United States attorney, points out an absolutely terrific point that the Democrats, again, are hoping you forget. There's no such thing as vicarious credibility. Remember the term. Drill it into your mind. I'll explain. The Democrats are now saying, kind of in this undercover, I want to say undercover, but an undercurrent, they're not promoting it because they're trying to get away from the dossier story to buy time. Mm -hmm. They will have to embrace it again because that's what happened. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, well, you know, look, Steele's provided information in the past. Steele, he's done some great work. He was actually used at the state department oh wait we'll get to that in a second too he's provided uh, papers on russia that have turned out to be true um so Steele, who produced the dossier you know it wasn't all bad in other words joe we all swore to it uh-huh. that it was true yeah and we told the fbi about it but look Steele was reliable in the past so oh my bad <laughs> but i said it remember bob nelson months <laughs> yeah. from from the from the simpsons when bart falls out of the tree and breaks his arm and, and nelson feels bad but i said it. this is <laughs> they're gonna be stuck with this dossier so they have to rescue the producer of the dossier and say oh we were just fooled by this really honorable guy uh, in the past yeah there's no such thing as vicarious credibility mccarthy makes the point as a lawyer that any efforts to rescue Steele and his reputation are meaningless Joe, Mm. Steele could be Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter because it requires you to be confused about who the source of information, not the source of the dossier was. Got it. Mm -hmm. You you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant point here. Mm -hmm. Hat tip Andy, Andy M. Wow. Christopher Steele is the source of the dossier. He is not the source of the information. The credibility of the source matters in court, not the purveyor of the information. If I go to court for a warrant on Joe Mm Armacost for felonious mopery Mm -hmm. on the open seas, and I saw Joe feloniously moping around, Mm -hmm. We're gold. I'm the source. We establish my credibility. If I'm a great guy, the FBI says Dan's a great guy. He's worked for us in the past. Yeah. He says he saw Joe moping around on the open seas. Judge says, get that warrant for felonious mopery on the open seas. Steele's not the source of the info. Steele is simply saying he heard the information from others. Steele's credibility is entirely irrelevant. It's the credibility of the source of the information who were who? Russians. Russians whose information has not been verified at all. As a matter of fact, it's been entirely debunked. I cannot go into court for a warrant for Joe Armacos, for felonious Mopri on the open seas, and say, oh, I didn't see it. I heard it from Tommy two times down the corner. Well, where's Tommy two times? Ah, he didn't want to talk. Well, is he reliable? Nah, he lies all the time. 
It doesn't matter if I'm Mother Teresa. I'm not the source. Steele is not the source. He's only the source of the dossier, not the source of the information. Mm. There Mm. is no vicarious credibility given to Steele's source because Steele is credible or not. None. It doesn't matter who Steele is. Rewind the tape. (laughs) The Democrats are going to switch the narrative away from the dossier to buy time. They need to impeach Trump. They need time right now because they are guilty as sin. First, it's Page. That will fall apart. Page is a free man. Then it's going to be Papadopoulos. That will fall apart. There was no emphasis on Papadopoulos. There was never a FISA warrant on Papadopoulos. But I thought he was Alger Hiss. That's going to fall apart too. They will be forced to reckon with they produced a dossier politically to spy on their political opponents. Then they will say, look, we were fooled. It was Christopher Steele. He was so reliable. It doesn't matter. He wasn't the source of the information. The source of the information were Russians. They are screwed. Do you understand how screwed they are? They are in deep. You get it. They have nowhere to go. Let me rewind this all the way back now to point one I made. Right. Now do you see why they're panicking? Now do you see why they are stepping on stories they literally told the day before? Because they're caught red-handed. They were spying on the Trump team for political reasons. They will lie on open television channels, network and cable TV, with no problem at all, because they are desperately hoping, just like what happened in these other scandals in the Obama administration, the IRS and others, they are desperately hoping you get confused in the maelstrom that ensues. Don't release the memo. It's a national security threat. After the memo is released, ah, this is a dud. Pay no attention. You just told us it was a national security threat. They, they, do you understand, folks, that they don't even care that they're on tape telling stories that contradict their own stories? They don't care because they're, they're in an absolute panic to save them from the one thing they can't save themselves from. Democrats now own the police state. They frame themselves as supporters of civil liberties and justice and a little guy forever. And now you are the party of big government spying on innocent Americans and you know it. Yep. And it hurts. How you like them apples? Sucks, doesn't it? All right. Couple more things here we need to debunk. Number one. I got an email from a, and a text from a, f- a former friend of mine from Maryland. He said, oh, my friends are saying now that Nunez's memo, the memo that was released on Friday, documenting the use of the dossier to spy on the Trump team. Yeah. Saying, oh, it's it's all nonsense, Joe. I'm sure you heard this too, oh, the yeah, Nunez yeah. memo, because it says in there, or Nunez, to be no, to be absolutely precise on this, because Nunez said in an interview with Brett Baer, which I heard live on Friday, that he didn't read the FISA application, so he doesn't exactly know what was in the memo. <laughs> the Porsche, the memo, folks, was not written exclusively by Nunez. It was written also by staffers for working for Trey Gowdy, who's been involved in this investigation. 
Gowdy read the FISA application. Well, you may say, well, Dan, why didn't Nunez write it if they were going to put it in a memo or read the FISA application? Oh, because the Department of Justice, by the way, that was involved in this entire debacle spying on the Trump team, set up a series of rules that said only one person could read it at a time. (laughs) So Nunez, who had Gowdy, who's an experienced prosecutor, working with him, decided it would be more appropriate for the lawyer, Shocker Joe, to read the legal document and write about it. Do you understand that Democrats, they're making this up, folks. They're in a panic. The memo portions about the FISA application and what was used in it were read by Gowdy, whose team wrote that portion. Right. This is only a conspiracy for tinfoil cap idiots. (laughs) That's number one. Number two. The Democrats are now saying that, listen, the portions of the memo say that the FISA judge wasn't told that the dossier was a political document. The Republicans are are alleging this in the memo. Mm -hmm. In other words, Joe, that some FBI agents swore to an affidavit to spy on a member or former member of the Trump team. And that he did not tell the judge that the information he was using to gain information to spy on the Trump team was provided by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. Kind of a big oversight, right, Joe? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you think? Mm -hmm. You think a FISA judge would be interested in knowing that the information you're telling him was provided for by a person running for office against the person you're looking to spy on? Joe, maybe a little interesting, (laughs) kind of, sort of? Yeah, a little little bit, bit, right? The Democrats, they are so clever. Evil, devious, but unquestionably clever. They're saying... Wrong. It reminds me of uh, that Vince Vaughn uh, line, the actor. I forget what movie it was. Was it Wedding Crashers? Erroneous. Erroneous. The Democrats are declaring (laughs) erroneous. They say there is a footnote in the FISA application that says the information was provided by a political actor. Uh, Oh, a political actor. You think you may want to say who that political actor is? So keep in mind, the Democrats aren't aren't challenging the fact that the judge in the FISA case, Joe, are you following here? Yeah, sure am. That they're not saying that the judge in the FISA case was told Hillary Clinton's team provided the information. They're saying, oh no, he he was told in a footnote that a political actor. <laughs> you think the name is important? You think? Again, as I said in my Fox hit this morning, if you saw it. So. Joe and I are neighbors. Yes. I'm running for office for Congress against Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe's a Democrat. Yeah. Joe pays an opposition firm to gin up information on me, which is later proven false. Mm-hmm. The FBI then has a case against me. They want to spy on me. Joe gives the information to the FBI, the fake opposition document, mm-hmm. which the FBI then swears to in court. They then spy on me, and it turns out later the information Joe, as my political opponent, gave them is false. Of course. Joe, do you think it may be crucial that they tell people, the judge in the court, that the information was provided by a, quote, political actor and who it is? Yeah, I think so. You think that may matter? Yeah. Political actor meaning who? Ronald Reagan? (laughs) A political, you think the fact that Hillary's team provided it is kind of critical here? I don't know, just maybe. Folks, this is, I mean, (laughs) that's the best you've got? (laughs) Context matters. 
the political actor. The name matters. Yeah, man. I'm so tired of these idiots. Another one. Sorry, I know we're uh, we're, we're oh my gosh, we're we're running Ray over today. I know, but um, w- one more, folks. This is important. Nunez. Mm-hmm. They're saying now that the Nunez, the process Nunez went through to release his memo on the Republican side, where they released it to the entire Congress to read and the FBI first to make edits. The Democrats are now saying the Republicans are blocking their memo. False. Erroneous. <laughs> Erroneous. It's made up. Yeah. The Republicans are not blocking the Democrat memo. The Republicans have specifically gone on the record saying the Democrat memo should be released. They are simply stating it needs to go through the same process. Release to the House, release to the FBI and DOJ first. The Democrats are blocking their own memo saying, no, no, we want our own separate process. Again, erroneous. Okay. I need some time on this. So... I'm going to have to, I don't like teasing a show for tomorrow, but I'm going to need a substantial amount of time tomorrow to show you why what I told you before about Christopher Steele and the State Department is critical. Hmm. I have some show notes today, another piece by Daniel Greenfield at Front Page Mag, which is mind-blowing, that I need you to read. Read the pieces. It will set us up for tomorrow. But let me give you a a kind of a, a clue as to where we're going. The next big shoe to drop in this case is what the hell was Christopher Steele doing talking to the State Department? Christopher Steele, the producer of the dossier, not the producer of the intelligence against Trump. That's critical. Why was Steele talking to the State Department? Who was he talking to? Let me just read you a few headlines here. These are important. Mm Mm-hmm. This is from Byron York. This is a piece that will be in the show notes today. Again, it's a piece from a little while ago. It is absolutely relevant right now. The next shoe to drop is going to be the State Department connection in this. Remember, the State Department are not law enforcement or intelligence. They are bureaucrats. They are not law enforcement. What was Steele talking to them for? From a Byron York piece that will be in the show notes. This is about Steele. Steele was regarded as credible. Between 2014 and 2016, Steele authored more than 100 reports on Russia and Ukraine. He's quoting a book here. These were written for a private client. Gee, who could that be? But shared widely within the State Department and sent up to Secretary of State John Kerry and to Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland, who was in charge of the U.S. response to the Ukraine crisis with Russia. Many of Steele's secret sources were the same sources who would supply information on Trump. Wait, what? So Christopher Steele is writing memos that are being discussed, and he's somehow chatting with Victoria Nuland of the State Department and John Kerry? And the sources he was using for his anti-Trump information are the same sources they were using for other information while they were dealing with the Russian-Ukraine crisis? (gasps) Headline number two. From Insider, Fox News, from when Barack Obama was the president. President Obama has announced plans to promote State Department spokesperson Victoria Nuland. Remember the names. Nuland has been accused by Republicans of helping mislead the public about the attacks that killed four Americans in Benghazi. Headline number three. CNN politics. About Trump 
firing Victoria Newland. Mm-hmm. The firings leave a huge management hole at the State Department with a combined 150 years of experience among the named officials. The second official echoed that the move appeared to be an effort in the new administration to clean house among the State Department's top leadership. Victoria Newland, the State Department's Assistant Secretary for Europe, left on her own. <laughs> Man, does this thing get better by the minute. Steele briefs the State Department with the same sources used to brief on the anti-Trump dossier, which the Democrats are now trying to claim doesn't exist as a factual document used to get a court document to spy on the Trump team. Briefs Newland. Newland works at the State Department under John Kerry. So the same sources are briefing them on a Ukraine crisis and are briefing them on how Trump got peed on on a bed or whatever, which is totally categorically false. Newland's the same person promoted by the Obama administration, but was credited with drafting the Benghazi nonsensical made-up talking points, which, by the way, covered up Hillary's butt. Convenient, isn't it? Trump then cleans house at the State Department. Newland leaves on her own. She beats feet out of there quickly. And who was Newland? Oh, Newland was the chief of staff for the deputy secretary of state in the Bill Clinton administration. Oh, what? This gets better, folks. And a memo that made the same allegations as the Steele dossier was written by Cody Shear, one of Bill Clinton's plumbers, who is also Shrobe Talbot's brother-in-law, the deputy secretary of state under Bill Clinton. Oh, the webs we weave. Folks, they're all going down. Whether it's civil liability or whatever it is, they are all, their fingerprints are all over this. The next shoe to drop, I'm going to dig into this more tomorrow because it's important. I haven't discussed everything. But the next shoe to drop is going to be the State Department involved in all of this. And I'll explain why. Mm. Oh, wait, one more thing. I don't want to forget this for tomorrow's show. By the way, it's breaking today as we're recording this. Conveniently, that the Grassley memo that's about to be released, the one about the referral for Christopher Steele for false statements. We've talked about this before, but here's, I'm going to make it real simple for you because I'm going to get into this tomorrow. Breaking today, by the way, that the Hillary Clinton campaign may have fed information to Christopher Steele, the source, Steele, the source of the dossier, not the source of the information. So Hillary's feeding information to Steele, who puts together a dossier sworn to in court by the FBI, while Steele's also talking to people in the State Department, where Hillary used to work, who may be talking to people in the FBI. Hmm. Don't miss tomorrow's show. It's going to be a barn. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.